What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm super excited about tonight's episode, you guys. This is going to be a very uh, thought-provoking, in-depth conversation, and it's so funny. i got to give you guys a little anecdote here. So even before, those of you on Rockfin, you probably look at the live chat and see, but like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I titled the episode The Global War on Freedom, and I knew people were going to come up in here and be like, Oh, globe. Oh, you're saying globe. I, well, I automatically know that all of this is BS because you guys are talking about globes. And I'm like, okay, sir, whatever you have to say, have a nice day. <laughs> so I put an addendum in the episode description that said, okay, for all of you globe skeptics, consider the t alternate title, the realm wide war on freedom. How about that? Okay, cool. We good. All right. Everybody's happy. Everybody can sit back, relax and take in this information. And basically what I said is that the substrate doesn't really matter if the information is still the same folks okay like this is still like like whether the earth is flat or round or a donut shape or whatever it doesn't matter because like the the, the evidence the evidence of what we're presenting is the same okay so there you go so anyway real quick guys before we get too far into it i want to uh show you guys how you can follow and support the show so the main place i want you to go check out is rebunk.news that's the website uh sign up for the email list to make sure you get notifications about whenever we go live or anything like that you'll see some affiliate links at the top which I want to talk about real quick in just a minute here. Value for value donations, all the social media, primarily Telegram, t.me forward slash rebunk news. That's the best place to stay up to date with the show. Um, and then right now we're streaming live on Rockfin and Rumble. And then this will get uploaded to all the podcast players. So um, so I just got my numbers from like last year from the t-shirt shop. And we just killed it, guys. Thank you so, so, so much for, uh, you know, helping out the show, getting a nice shirt. Uh, as you guys can see, I've, I've updated my background, so I no longer have the big, are you threatening me Beavis flag, but you could still get the shirt. Are you threatening me 16 bucks from big frog t-shirt shop in Beaverton, Oregon, which is a Liberty minded t-shirt shop. You guys. So by supporting the t-shirt shop, you're actually supporting a, uh, very, they're listeners of the show, like Ryan, the owner, he's in the chat all the time, you know? So we got journalism isn't a crime. Big shout out to James, man. There you go. Journalism isn't a crime. And then you've got, uh, Fauci gave us all AIDS again. You know, you remember the classic Fauci gave us all AIDS shirt. Well, Fauci gave us all AIDS again, you guys. Like all of us collectively as a human race, Fauci gave the world AIDS twice. How does a person do that? Twice in one career, get, you know, gives the whole world AIDS twice. That's insane. So, all right, guys, I got to, this is the last time you're going to hear me talk about this. This is uh this weekend. Well, first of all, you've heard me, well, it's not going to be the last time you hear me talk about autonomy. But Richard Grove's autonomy course, they're actually doing a uh, workshop this weekend. All right. <clears throat> There's a free one hour lecture from Richard, which I mean, if you don't go check that out, like you're insane. You guys see him all. You always see him on Grand Theft World. And if you know his style of presentation, you know, his presenter style, you know, he's unmatched, you know. And, and so now imagine that type of information that he's given on Grand Theft World, but now apply it to like business entrepreneur mindset you know it's just as impressive just as awesome and so they're doing a workshop this weekend so it's a three-hour workshop the first hour is free second hour is just 47 bucks go to the episode description there's a link to go check that out so you guys just at least go sign up for the one hour uh lecture this weekend i mean i'll be there i mean yeah for sure if you want to do the full meal deal the full autonomy course which i just graduated last week and i'm super grateful and uh you know i hopefully i'll have richard on here in the next few you know maybe a couple months to go over kind of a debriefing, but there's also a link in the episode description so you can go through the obstacle course, see if it's something that uh, kind of works for you. Um, there's a link for that in the description. Um, we've got the Truth TRS Heavy Metal Detox link in the description. You know, uh, healthy humans in a toxic world. Super quick, just, uh, you know, zeolite spray. All the stuff that we're bombarded with, this product really, really helps. I've used it quite a bit over the last few years, and it's just uh, it's noticeable results. So, truthtrs.com. And then last but not least, the last American vagabond, tlavagabond.substack.com. And it was actually through the work I was doing on this Substack page that I ran into our guest tonight, James. Um, he did some awesome coverage about the baby will situation. You remember that there was the uh, New Zealand couple who had their baby taken away over the unvaccinated blood or that the, the, there was a blood transfusion and the hospital was being really shitty about helping, you know, uh, you know, accommodate the family's request to have the baby not received just 
random potentially vaccinated blood. So our, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight uh, with our guest. But he was doing amazing work, and that's how I connected with him. Um, speaking of unvaccinated blood, though, so um, the most recent article on the T-Lab Substack is let me click on it. Well, if I click on it here, the video is going to start playing, but that's all right. So uh, unjected.com is a dating website. Ryan just had a great interview with Shelby, the co-founder of unjected.com. Um, and so they, so the title here, it says unvaxxed dating site is doing big things, including launching a new show. Well, what is this show you ask? Well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So, uh, it's called the unjected show and it's going to be actually hosted by the two co-founders of unjected, which is Shelby and Heather, uh, super hilarious comedian. I don't even necessarily know if he considers himself a comedian, but he's absolutely hilarious. He's the host of the unfit statesman podcast. And yes, Believe it or not, yours truly. So there'll be four hosts. Uh, all four of us are going to be hosting the un uh, the Unjected show, which launches tomorrow night. You guys, Friday the thirteenth. That was not a, that was not uh, an accident. We were like, ooh, there's a Friday the thirteenth coming up. So it's at rockfin.com forward slash Unjected tomorrow night. If you tune in at nine p.m. Eastern time, you can catch the world premiere of the Unjected show, and it's going to be a live call in show. Okay, so you guys can all call in. And share about your crazy stories about like trying to date or find, you know, find romance, love, fellowship, business connections, whatever it is, like in this crazy vaccinated world. Trying to stay unvaccinated in a vaccinated world. So there it is, you guys. The Unjected Show. Look at that. There's a little countdown. Friday, January 13th, 8 p.m. Central. So I'm in Central Time. So so mark your calendars and come join us tonight. Um, we're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to take calls. So if you guys want to call in, like come hop in and join the show. So that's tomorrow night. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on rockfin.com forward slash injected. Okay, so thank you guys so much. I know that was a little bit longer of an intro than we're no normally used to, but uh, without further ado, I'm very, very honored to have my guest tonight. Like I said, we, uh, he, you know, he's got an, a fantastic Substack page, uh, James Roguski. Oh man, hold on, let me just bring James in. James, oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. James, what's going on, man? How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm a busy boy doing a lot of stuff. And um, anxious to get into the meat of all of this. So what would you like to talk about first? Okay, well, uh, so mm -hmm. let me just start here real quick. So um, we, we first connected, like I said, over the, uh, the the baby Will situation. Have you heard any updates about that story at all since we last spoke or anything involving as, that? As far as I know, um, he's doing well. Uh, the last I heard was that his um, recovery was uneventful. And I guess that's, okay. you know, no news is good news kind of thing. Exactly. So that's, that's super good. Okay, cool. Okay. So, uh, the war on global freedom. Now this is very interesting. So we, we first, when we were exchanging information a little bit ago, um, you know, I was talking about how I was envisioning titling the episode, the global war on public health, right? Because there's this overlap or it seems to be the consistent attack vector that they've chosen is like this health thing. And so you know, when, and then you clarify and said, I feel like it's maybe more an attack on freedom. And I was like, you are a hundred percent correct about that. But, but it's like all of these articles, all the things it's like, obviously the consistent thing is health, 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 this health, that. Right. So what is your uh, perception of the overall big picture view of this war on freedom through the attack vector of them trying to control, regulate or whatever, or things around health? Um, the topic that we're going to talk about today is relatively big, but there are bigger issues always. Okay. And, and so I'm, I'm certainly not saying that this is the end all be all. And if we stop this, then it's all going to stop because they just keep coming and coming and trying and trying and trying. And so I'll start with great clarity. What I'm talking about are proposed amendments to the international health regulations. And I'm in a little bit of a playful mood tonight, so forgive me for just being who I am. Please. Um, have you read the International Health Regulations cover to cover? No, of course not. Anybody in the audience? You know, raise your hand. Okay. Um, Throw it in the comments, you guys. Have there, you read it you cover go. to cover? Okay. Um, a year ago, I had not the foggiest idea that they even existed. So if you haven't read it, you know, it's not bad on you. They don't want you to know. The, the, you know, the less you know, the better. And so... Um, I first actually cracked open the international health regulations sometime in March last year. And when I started reading it, boy, it's boring. Uh, but there are some things in there that are interesting. And uh, what they're trying to do now 
is amend those regulations. And just for, you know, there's no reason why anybody would know what the hell it is I'm talking about. The international health regulations govern the actions of nations and the WHO um, for any sort of what they call a public health emergency of international concern. Mm -hmm. Now, the universe is playful, okay? And so is, you know, government. Public health emergency of international concern. P-H-E-I-C, fake. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, one of the things they want to do is they want to give their six regional directors, none of which are elected, okay, the authority to declare, just because they feel like it, a public health emergency of regional concern, P-H-E-R-C. They want to be able to FERC the world one region at a time, yeah. okay? Now, that's like the least of the issues that are going on here. What, I'm, what I want to start out by making really clear is this is international law. It's an agreement that actually goes back a hundred and some years. They used to be called sanitary regulations. And if anybody is um, vaccine hesitant, right, um, then you may be aware that, you know, contagious disease rates plummeted and then they started doing the injection, right? Yep. And the reason they plummeted was because of the sanitary regulations that brought in indoor plumbing and clean water and sewage and you know septic systems. And they stopped having chamber pots and dumping their crap in the street. And they cleaned up the world to a certain degree. Now, yeah, yes, so, definitely. I want, I want to check in on that point real quick. Now, uh, so there was a point a couple of years ago when I really started getting into this stuff, specifically around vaccines. Like that for me, that was like one of the last dominoes to fall, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've looked into, you know, government corruption. Like I can, I can talk about all these topics all day long, but like even still up until, you know, just probably around March, 2020, I was still of the mindset like, yeah, but vaccines though, like, isn't the kind of science kind of settled on that? You know what I mean? Like I'm literally one of the, one of those people. So that was one of the last things to fall for me. <laughs> and I remember my friend and I, who had a lot of, uh, you know, he, he had a vaccine injured child and did a lot of activism around that way before COVID. And he really opened up my eyes to a lot of that stuff. And I've talked about this a couple of times and I mentioned it in the chats before, but one of the things that really opened my eyes is like specifically around polio. So, you know, if you see that famous graph of like polio, right, the polio cases and then that steep decline and then it kind of bottoms out and then it says, OK, 1953, that's where the vaccine was actually introduced right after it had already dropped off the map pretty much. And those stats were kept, believe it or not, by the CIA. The CIA was the ones that kept that information. And. I remember going in, it was like on an archive.org, like scanned PDF or something like that. And I went back and we actually looked at the original data from like the late forties all the way back 19, and we charted it out. And we're like, just fact checking it literally using like primary sources. And we're like, yeah, that matches up hundred percent. Now, since then I have looked, I've scoured the internet. I have looked everywhere under every rock and I cannot find that document anywhere anymore. And so I was curious, have you seen that or do you know what I'm talking about? Have you come across any um, primary sources around this stuff at all? That's that's a rabbit hole that will uh, distract us from the topic at hand. Gotcha. Uh, I'll, I'll suffice it to say this. Um, I'm going to take off on your word primary sources. Yeah. And and I'll just say um, I'm the proud author of the book. Your doctor is a liar. You can have it for free on your doctor is a liar dot com. Um, you couldn't pay me to go to a medical doctor. I have, I'm 62 years old. I haven't been to a medical doctor since I was 19. You couldn't, you could, you, 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 you just have to figure it all out for yourself. And if you have any questions, you can certainly give me a call. My number's on the website. Don't call me now because we're live. But I want to, I want to take off on um, primary sources. Okay. Yeah. Because all, all right. I've been doing for the last year or so, is digging up documents that are hidden in plain sight on the WHO website, reading them, which is you know boring as all hell, until you actually comprehend. Yeah, it's it's for sale. It's a book, but if you click on it, you can download the ebook and have it for. That's nothing. awesome. I want to um, make sure. People actually, see you know that. what? If, can you grow? Can you explode the picture? Yeah. Um, uh, do you know what the most commonly um, um, uh, most common uh, occurrence, me commonly occurring medical procedure is? Uh, gosh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, get your, get your rim shot jump drum roll. Um, ready? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's a wallet ectomy. 
Okay. Um, that's oh, what it's all yeah. about. It's about getting your money. Okay. And, and so um, the point is, um, if we can get back to the WHO, yep. um, I just read their documents and they have some sort of, you know, interesting fascination with, they tell you exactly what they're going to do. And so um, I did a couple of interviews at the end of last year, you know, just before the New Year's. And everyone's like, oh, Jim, what do you think is going to happen in the new year? Right. And I'm like, do I look like Nostradamus? I mean, I don't I don't deal with speculation or predictions, but I played along. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that from January 9th to the 13th, the International Health Regulations Review Committee is going to be having secret meetings. And on the 15th, they're going to submit a document to the WHO, which are, are all of these proposed amendments to the International Health Regulations. And that's so that they can be submitted four months in advance of what's going to happen in May from the 21st to the 30th, which is the Internet, I'm sorry, the World Health Assembly, mm. where the 194 nations send all their delegates and everybody else goes and has a great old time in Geneva to mm. decide our future and the fate of the world. Um, and I'm not prognosticating. I'm just reading their goddamn calendar. Yeah. OK, this is what they are saying they are doing. and so. The um, document is available on my Substack. They published a, a snippet teaser of it on Black Friday between Thanksgiving and the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't go shopping. I didn't watch any ball games. I was digging into their information. Uh, they published their 197-page document, which are all of the proposed amendments from uh, 15 nations around the world. Something happened to Japan's submission. It has disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. And many of those submissions were on behalf of groups of nations. Um, another another question for the audience. Does anybody know where Eswatini? Um, it's in the same location on the globe or on the flat earth. <laughs> Eswatini is a small nation, used to be Swaziland, mm. um, Southeast Africa. Um, they submitted on behalf of the African nations. The Czech Republic uh, did so on behalf of the European Union, Uruguay on behalf of South American countries, and Russia on behalf of a number of countries in their economic um, federation. So a lot of nations you know, are, are weighing in on this. And um, somebody who's trying to call me, don't call me now, folks. Um, oh. Could have been this or could have been something else. Uh, I get a lot of phone calls. But the, um, the issue is, Back in May, um, I uh, had a lot to say about what the Biden administration had tried to do in secret, um, expose the information that they had presented amendments to these same international health regulations on January 18th, which is just under the wire of the four months before you know the May assembly. And they, at the assembly, kicked Biden's amendments to the curb. They did not even consider or vote on them. Uh, and what they did adopt was a, a, a protocol. They created a working group. This is the WHO did a working group to consider amendments to the international health regulation. And they told all of the nations, if you would like to make changes to the rules, submit them by September 30th. And so Knowing that that had happened, I was, you know, doing many things all summer long, knowing that that was on their docket. And so in October, I filed a couple of uh, FOIA requests. Hey, people, you can do it. You don't need to have lawyers and stuff. Just go on government website and search for FOIA and ask them for whatever information you want. They won't give it to you, but you can ask and we'll see what happens from there. Um, I got people from Canada. Um, two people from the United Kingdom, Finland, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. And we all submitted requests. Can we see what was submitted? And the across the board, um, for the most part, just completely ignored the request. Delay, delay, delay. The United Kingdom actually put in writing to the two people who submitted requests there. Yeah, we have the documents, but we're not going to give them to you. Hmm. And you go, okay, you know, that's, that was totally expected, but you still got to try. Okay. And so, um, 
lo and behold, what actually happened was the director general, Tedros Ghebreyesus, mm-hmm. cre- created another group, which is the International Health Regulations Review Committee, IHRRC, which is not the same as the WGIHR, the Working Group to Study the International Health Regulations. So you have these two groups. One was kind of sort of democratically decided that they wanted to discuss this through the working group. And that got hijacked on October 1st when um, Tedros Ghebreyesus, the director general, handpicked 18 people, swore them to secrecy, and they got a hold of the submissions from the working group and they started distilling it and compiling it into, instead of 197 pages, a 46-page document. And you know, we requested it, we requested it. The working group had their first meeting in the middle of November, while the review committee was meeting in secret for weeks at a time and a couple of days on, you know, here and there. They've, they've met, I think this is gonna be their sixth meeting. And, and where's the information? Well, finally, a little bit before Christmas, they finally got around to publishing all this information. And so I published that on December 16th, and it's an abomination. It's just, don't take my word for it. You can go to a number of my sites. The source materials are there. You said something about you know source documents. All I'm doing is trying to shed light on the changes that they want to make to the international health regulations. Now, I'll hit to the end before I start at the beginning, because they're amending an existing agreement that goes back like forever, all right? The rules that are agreed upon as to how that document is to be amended are very simple. You have to submit it four months in advance of the assembly. If the assembly considers it, if a simple majority uh, says yes, we'll adopt it. There's 194 nations, half that's 97. So if 98 countries say yes, it's law. There's no need for a presidential signature. There's no need for the advice and consent of Congress. Now there probably should be, and I would argue that it that's what should be, but that's not what they're gonna do, right? And so they would love for this information to be hidden, to come up for a vote. And they don't normally like to actually vote the way you think voting is done. They like to reach consensus, which means they wheel and, wheel and deal all the way on to the assembly. They get everybody on board, however they may manage to do that. I'll let you get your imaginations going. And then what they do is they say, well, we're considering you know, document X, And so document X is up for consideration. Are there any objections? Oh, we don't have any objections. It's been adopted. Mm. Now, if you're a casual observer, you're like, what just happened? Okay. Well, I mean, how many people are casual observers at the World Health Assembly? Okay. And so they would love for this to just remain quiet, right? I, I doubt that you're going to hear about this on the mainstream. Um, we're just starting to get it into the alternative stream. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to oppose what they're doing, shine light on that which they're trying to keep hidden. And so um, the details of it, I'll try to run through the, the fundamentals. When I read the international health regulations for the very first time earlier, well, in 2022, I got to article three and it currently says that the international health regulations must, shall be, which means they must be um, implemented with full respect for the dignity, human rights and fundamental freedoms of people. I'm like, okay, so far, right? Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, um, when I read the amendments to that, um, and that's in Article 3, which is their principles. That's the core principle, number one principle for the whole, everything that follows. When I read the 
um, amended version or the proposed amendments, that was just crossed out. Okay. And they want to replace that with equity and inclusivity and differentiated but common um, um, capabilities and so forth. And, and you just go, they want to cross out respect for dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms. Okay. Well, I skipped down a little bit because there was something very concerning in Article 1. They wanted to change the definition of a recommendation by they have standing and, and, and um, temporary recommendations because the WHO is an advisory body to all of the nations. They're not a command and control center. That's what they're trying to do. And they crossed out non-binding. So it's a little redundant and I'm curious why they even ever had it there in the first place because a recommendation is non-binding. So their definition of a standing recommendation is a non-binding recommendation, mm -hmm. okay? Well, they wiped out non-binding and, mm. and the gist of it is they are tired of using propaganda and the media and hypnosis and repetition to get people to think that we're obligated to follow their recommendations because we're not. Mm -hmm. But they want us to be legally, I mean, their words, they want a legally binding document. And essentially, they want it to be so that their, what was recommendations, are orders. And the list of things that they would have happen, number one, probably top on the hit parade for most people, is they want to have a global digital health certificate. And that's not just a piece of paper, okay? It's could be on your phone, it could be a QR code. They literally say QR code in the recommendations or the um, proposal. It's also a testing certificate, a vaccine certificate, a prophylaxis or prevention certificate, um, a recovery certificate, a um, passenger locator form if you're traveling so that they can track and trace you and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and you have to realize that is an absolute, complete and total violation of your right to privacy, supposedly protected by the Fourth Amendment. They want access to everybody's medical data. And so, oh, well, what is it that is going to make that QR code actually work, right? Do I have to, you know, follow their prophylaxis, their prevention? You know, what would somebody, a bureaucrat in some nation somewhere say, well, you've got to have this and you've got to have this and you've got to have this and you've got to have this. Otherwise, you don't get to do the things that you want to do in your life. So that was made very obvious. The cat got out of the bag back in, I think, September at the G20. And a lot of people maybe saw that. The Indonesian health minister said, we, they were very proud. The Indonesian um, delegation submitted amend, proposed amendments to institute that very type of certificate. And he said that he wanted to have it occur this May at the World Health Assembly. And that was either... Um, him speaking out of turn, saying the quiet part out loud or part of a very sophisticated, you know, messing with your minds because the WHO has been saying in every single one of their documents that they don't plan to implement any of this until 2024. Hmm. And so I don't really care if they're shooting for 2024 or they're trying to sneak it in now. My answer is no, you're not. Never. No. The answer is no. Okay. And so what is going on right now is they're trying to get this document done and submitted and they could go against what they've been saying and consider it and vote on it in May. Now they say they're not gonna, and you know, they're waiting for 2024, but the whole point of it is anyone who looks at what they're proposing in terms of things like, Bangladesh submitted a new Article 13A that, I, you know, I really never um, talk about communism because I think actually what we're dealing with is fascism. Mm -hmm. But they want to be able to have give the authority to the um, director general to declare, you know, an emergency just because he wants to and 
then have an allocation plan, which would essentially give him control over the means of production, which is like classic Marxism, that he could say to com country A, your manufacturing base has to gear up and make whatever he says, mm -hmm. some kind of pandemic response product. Operation Warp Speed, baby. And give it to country B because they need it. All right. And so they want to put him in as, you know, the master um, sergeant in control of, you know, the supply chain. And that, you know, I'm just touching on a couple of things. Article two, they want to give him the authority to declare an emergency, not when there's an emergency, but these are, these are their words. If something has the potential to be an emergency, well, what, wow. would, that ex what would that exclude? Uh, I mean, okay. just to, I mean, they, they, they can pigeonhole their way into anything. I mean, we have seen over the course of the last couple of years, they, they figured out it's almost like they realized they, they discovered this life hack or this hack where it's <laughs> like, hey, if I can extract so much power and resources from a state of emergency, then, hey, how about we create these emergencies so that we can make these uh, state of emergency declarations? Whoa. And then and then we've seen the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. State of emergency. Oh, there's a guy. He uh, he stubbed his toe over in like Brooklyn. <laughs> state of emergency. State of emergency, everybody. And now you're saying potential states of emergency. Oh, my God. And, you know, um, they also have an intermediate health alert. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, you know, reminiscent of the red, orange, yellow, okay. you know, color coding. Okay. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Be afraid all of the time. And um, I'm, I'm going to go into something that is near and dear to my heart. Um just the definition of the words unalienable right, mm -hmm. okay? Unalienable means it cannot be taken away, period. Period. Okay? It, let, me, let me give you uh, an example. I hope, it, I hope it resonates with some people, right? Oh, there's an emergency. You have to do what I tell you to do, okay? Fire. There's a fire in the theater. Well, some people might know where the fire extinguisher is and come running into the theater to go grab the fire extinguisher to put out the fire, right? But if somebody is in command of the emergency response and says, everybody must leave the theater, okay? You could argue that he's causing the fire to be worse by micromanaging everybody's actions Imagine the fire people, you know, firemen and women coming in to put out the, oh, no, everybody's out. Everybody out. Got to leave. Got to leave. You know, I have decided what is best for the theater. Okay. They want to have absolute, complete, and total control over the response rather than, you know, what is right for your health? What is your decision about your body? And so, Article 18 talks about all of the recommendations that uh, a director general or a regional um, director might make. And, you know, it includes recommendations like lockdowns and quarantines and forced vaccinations and um, um, prevention, you know, therapies and all that sort of stuff. They redefined or they are defining um, response products, you know, health products. And it's all pharmaceutical products. There's no take some herbs or nutrition or vitamins or, you know, um, er early treatment of any kind. Mm -hmm. And at some point you realize that what they're talking about is maybe not even as important as what they're not talking about. There's no doctors talking about, oh, if we had only done this. Right. You know, all of the names that you can name of the doctors who have saved lives by not following the dictate of the protocols of the organizations and the hospitals and all that stuff. There's no discussion about any of the things that you and I both know are the things that you and I would want to do if we had a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so they actually had a meeting in September. On September 21st, they had a informal um focused consultation and they had a bunch of experts because that's what this is all about it's all about technocratic control oh the smart people get to tell everybody else what to do even when they're wrong mm. right mm. that's the problem that we're dealing with 
And so they ask their experts, well, we want to have these core capacities that the nations are prepared for the next problem. And you notice I didn't say the word pandemic. Please remind me to come back to that. Mm-hmm. The, the next issue that we have, we got to be prepared. And so what metrics could we enforce that would ensure that nations were prepared for you know, potential problems? And the experts really, I was surprised. I really was. I said, we don't know. Um, you know, all of the measurements that we had prior to 2020 uh, were wrong. Uh, the nations that have all kinds of money and big health care facilities, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Germany, United Kingdom, um, the United States, you would have thought that they would have nipped it right in the bud, that they would have been great. Okay, great communications, great, you know, hospitals, great doctors and technology. And the metrics would have said that the poor nations would have suffered because they were, you know, poor and they weren't prepared. But that isn't really what the data shows. And they they literally said that they owe it to themselves to analyze, you know, how the hell do you measure that? How how do you measure being prepared against something that you don't know what it is that's coming? Mm-hmm. Right. And that flies in the face of one of the um, principles that they have in their treaty, which says Well, no guidance should be given unless it's backed by scientific study. Mm -hmm. And so I can simplify the whole thing. The document that they call the conceptual zero draft of their treaty is 32 pages long. The draft of the proposed amendments is 46 pages long. Just scroll down to the bottom and let me know if you see any footnotes to any double-blind placebo-controlled studies Mm. showing that their recommendations and their proposals have scientific backing. There's not, and there never will be mm-hmm. a single one. They're just people who want to be in control. They think they're smarter than everybody else. So that gives them the right to tell everybody what to do, even if they're literally dead wrong. And so we either just, you know, stop watching the show and, Go turn on the ball game and just go, well, you know, it is what it is. Or we go, look, um, at the very least, take this video, share it with everybody you know, and go, look, this is what's going on. Go to Jim Substack. You know, mm-hmm. the, the latest article is an open letter to Congress. Now, Congress is Congress, and we could do 10 shows on the problems going on there. If you click on um, open letter to the United States Congress, and scroll down just a tiny little smidge and click on the first button that says take immediate action. I'm trying to make it easy for you people. Um, we won't go all the way through because you don't want to put, if you click the red button, um, you put your information in here. Don't do it on screen. But um, what mm-hmm. it will do is it'll take an, uh, an email. If you go back one page, the email that you're going to be sending is all right there. And it will send it to each and every member of Congress and the Senate. And the point of the letter is not that it's going to convince them to change their ways, because um, I heard somebody else say uh, earlier today, you know, those Congress critters, you know, aren't going to change. Yeah. Um, The point is, it's our obligation to notify them of what it is we expect them to do. We've forgotten, it seems, that they work for us. They are our representatives. We don't do what they say. They're supposed to do what we say. And if you haven't been in the habit of sending you know, notice to your representative or senator of what it is you want, well, now's as good a time as any to push a button and send an email that will tell each and every one of them, here are the documents that I want you to be aware of. You need to take a position on this. What is your position? Are you for it? Are you against it or are you going to continue to be wishy-washy and try to squirm out of taking a position? Now, there will be some, very few, but there will be some who look at this and they go, oh, this is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So identify who your allies are um, in in Congress and, you know, take some action to help them if they're willing to speak up about it. But I have been collecting response letters from around the world. Because we've mm. done this in Canada and 
Australia, and there's a group um, going to start in uh, the Netherlands um, probably tomorrow. Um, all around the world, you know, people are aware of this. And when you write to your congressperson, senator, member of parliament, whatever it may be, some of them are going to be dumb enough to shoot themselves in the foot and um, just uh, say the most unbelievably stupid things in response to a simple request. They're trying to change international law. Mm -hmm. Here's the documents. Do you support this or are you against it? Okay. And, oh, man, quite frankly, um, it's enraging, but it is entertaining to mm -hmm. see just how unbelievably out of touch most of those people are. We need to educate them. They are not our leaders. They are our employees. Absolutely. We, we have to give them a job to do and make sure they do it. And I firmly believe that the power of the people united is greater than the people who think they have the power. And I honestly think that these documents are a blessing. You know, maybe I'm a crazy optimist, but they're so bad that um, it's it's like um, an alarm where the hammer is hitting the two bells, right? And mm -hmm. it's just out. If this doesn't wake up at least some more people, it won't wake up everybody, but more, it's going to be um, more than a straw on the camel's back that I think is just going to, it's going to break open uh, um, along with all of the other work that everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. uh, people have seen this and they look at it and they're just like, no, no, they can't. That's, that's wrong. You can't wipe out and have regulations that ignore human dignity, rights, and fundamental freedoms. That's just too blatant. We don't want this one person to be a dictator in control of all of this. Mm -hmm. The best solution is individual choices on every level, you know, individual people, families, cities, communities. It, it's got to come from the bottom up. And the people have to realize that if there's a problem in government, it's our job to let them know when we've had enough. And I think this is going to be a piece of it. I'm not so blind to think that this is the only thing going on in the world, you know, baby will and all the other many things. Yeah. But this is a, this is a pretty good sized problem that has a trigger mm -hmm. that people look at and they're like, okay, that's it. I've had it. You know, this, I'm, I'm going to spread the word, take this video, share it with everybody you possibly can. And, um, if not, if you think it's wonderful and all of the changes that they uh, want to make, if you um, if you go to the third article in my Substack, it's what I did over my um, Christmas vacation. I made a video and audio and an article of the 100 reasons um, why we should stop the treaty, stop the amendments and exit the WHO. Wow, because this is awesome. Yeah, this is I, I saw this earlier. Like, this is fantastic. If, yeah, you can just sit back and listen. I just recorded the entire article. Um, the the point of it is you don't need to know all of it. You just need to know that the information is there. And all I'm doing is pointing to their documents. Yeah. Now, I've tried to translate their gobbledygook language um into english right um because it's really dense and it's hard to comprehend um just pass it on to the next person get some popcorn have a beer or something else to drink and listen to what is going on and if you share it with the next person and they share it with the next person enough eyeballs on this at the very least will make them realize that we're going to hold them accountable that what well, you guys said that you were just talking about this and you weren't going to do anything until 2024. And so they're going to try to push this through and they would love to do it in darkness with nobody watching. And I just 
want to get everybody to be as aware as they possibly can that um, now is the time to just say no. We want to be able to have our dignity, have our fundamental freedoms and human rights, and we're not going to just let you take them away. Yeah, man, it's so powerful. And you've really done so much, such a great job of just encapsulating this information in such a powerful way. Um, I had, I do have some questions about this. So the the big over, overview question that I have is like, and, and, and we know we've seen them utilizing emergencies and health concerns, like I was talking about earlier, as a means to, mm -hmm. you know, authoritarian overreach and stuff like that, which is the only reason why I could think why anybody would even accept some sort of like global or worldwide uh, legislation from the World Health Organization, UN, wherever it may be, or both now that they're kind of combined forces. But what what other justification would there be for outsourcing like law or legislation to a, a world governing body like this? Like this is insane. Like we have like a constitution, like especially here in America, like how is it that some non-governmental organization has any authority over the fundamental laws or legislation of the United States? Like, how have we gotten into this place? It's crazy. In the international health regulations on page 60 and 61 of their document, the United States, when they uh, accepted the amendments in 2007, also accepted it with reservation, meaning yeah, 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 we see what you're doing, but, okay. And in that document, the federal government said to the WHO, you realize um, we're the federal government of the union and we'll do what we are authorized to do to um, abide by our responsibilities that we're agreeing to. But we got 50 states here and we can't tell them what to do. We'll do what we can to convince them to uh, abide by this agreement, but we can't make them. Now that's in obviously my you know my you know uh, from memory the general gist of it. Those are not the exact words, but if yeah. you read the words, that's the gist of it. And and so each individual state and the people in that state need to realize that the Tenth Amendment says that if the federal government is not specifically given the power in the constitution, then it goes to the states and the people. Yes. Well, when they accepted the IHR changes in 2007, they put it in writing that they know that. Mm. Okay. But, you know, have we remembered that? Okay. And, and so back in May, I uh, talked to people in Louisiana and they got uh, their legislature to put forth a resolution that said, we don't care what the WHO does. None of it is going to apply to Louisiana unless we have a referendum and the people of Louisiana say, yes, we want that. Okay? Hmm. I'm uh, working with a woman, Marta, in Portugal. In Portugal, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Other nations consider themselves democracies, and they have more democratic control which is both good and bad. We can get into that discussion at some point. But in Portugal, if you get 40,000 signatures on a petition, you've got a referendum. And so she's got, I think, 8,000 plus towards 40,000 to let the people of Portugal say, do we want this or don't we? Okay. And so that same idea across the board, you can look at this really very simply. Um, other than me, right? Has anybody at the WHO, I'm not at the WHO, has anybody at the WHO asked you for your opinion on mm. these amendments? Yeah. Okay. Is there any By the way, which member of the World Health Organization even representing the United States did we elect? Did we elect somebody out there? Remind me, did anybody say in that at all? Do you do you even know who they are? Yeah, do um, I mean, do you, yeah, his, I don't even do his, his his phone number's on my website. Go give him a call. Okay. Give him a lot of love, right? Okay. Uh, his name's his name's Colin McGiff. You can oh. tweet at him, you can call him and you can uh, call him at work. I'm not doxing him, right? Yes, um, call him at work, folks. Yes. And and so uh on stoptheamendments.com, you can find his contact information. Uh, I'm sure he's an absolutely wonderful human being and give him a lot of love. Just yeah. let him know that you're a citizen and you know, you're know you kind of, kind of curious as to why he forgot 
to um, ask the people what their opinion was before going to the WHO and submitting proposed amendments. You, you, you forgot a step in the process, sir. Mm -hmm. um, we've got something to say about it. Where's the page on the Office of Global Affairs at the Health and Human Services Department where we get to weigh in on what you all are doing? Okay, mm -hmm. you, you, you missed this step in the process. Okay, and there's actually many other steps that they missed because there's a procedure when um, uh, they might want to get to know um, Richard Visick, who's the um, advisor to the Secretary of State, because all of these negotiations are supposed to go through the legal advisor to the Secretary of State. And they're supposed to look at what is the potential cost of these negotiations. I'm going to get a little bit down into the weeds on this, but what they want to do is define, well, I take that back. They want to talk about without defining developed nations as opposed to developing nations. And they want to have the director general be able to say to the developed nations, you have to help build IHR facilities at ports of entry in developing nations. Now, how much is that going to cost? Did they budget that out? Or did they put in Article 44A that they want to have all of this funding coming down from heaven? And, well, you know, we'll give you all the details 24 months after you've already adopted the amendments. Mm. I'm not making that up, folks. Go to Article 44A in the proposed amendments. They want this transfer of wealth and they refer to that as equity. They want to replace dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms with equity. Mm. And if you're into stocks, they call them equities. If you've ever had a home and you paid off the mortgage and you, the value went up, you have equity in your home. Equity is money. Mm. And what they're really doing is they want to be able to declare a PHEIC fake public health emergency of international concern so that they can then redirect money to the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex, mm -hmm. which is another PHEIC or fake. And ultimately what they're really doing is poisoning the people who didn't gain access to the drugs that were drugs and injections that were just, you know, the U S and the larger wealthier nations bought up 10 times what they, you know, maybe needed. And they basically want to inject and poison people who missed out on the first pass. Hmm. And, and wow. so there's an awareness that's growing and I'm hoping to just help it grow faster and stronger. And um, anyone who looks at this, if you have a question, okay, I do a daily zoom at noon on Pacific, I'm sorry, noon Pacific time, 3 PM Eastern. Um, the link is right on stoptheamendments.com, and you can call me directly. I'm going to dox myself right now. Yeah, you 310 know. 310-619-3055. 310-619-3055. Don't call me now. We're live. <laughs> um, um, it's that freaking important to me. Yeah, man. It, it's, and, it's amazing so, because like you, you posted your, I noticed like when I was reaching out to you, like I was, uh, I found your stuff on baby will and I'm like, Oh my gosh, look, his phone number's right there. So I just called you. I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like, yeah. like you're very accessible. You're right there. That's so cool, man. I love and, it. And so, you know, um, I get to meet great people. Here we are. Um, the only people who call are people who are watching your show. Mm -hmm. And so, they're great people and they're great by people. definition. Okay. <laughs> and then of that subset of people, you know, do us both a favor, go watch the video, look at the information, you know, read through some of the stuff, you know, inform yourself. And if you have a question, I want you, you know, I don't know everything. I, yeah. I absolutely don't know everything, but you know, I've been digging in this rabbit hole for a year. I can certainly point you in the right direction. Yeah. And so, but the job at hand, Let's just take this video and share it all over the place and let everybody else know because they're trying to keep it hidden. Mm -hmm. And if you don't share a video that you think is important, then you're actually being a censor on a mm -hmm. certain level. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and if you're, um, 
excited that this is important information that you want to share, you can share it with somebody who shares it with somebody who shares it with somebody. And it could go anywhere in the world. And you have no idea what your one simple little action could mushroom into. We need a different form of viral spread. Mm-hmm. And spreading this information could happen in a flash. Yes, a pandemic and, of truth. A pandemic of truth, yes. There you go. <laughs> the I like that pandemic. one too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, so James, we're kind of winding down here, but I did. So I have another question here. Well, first of all, you guys, I really, there's a, all the, uh, the link is in the description. I need to add a few links apparently to the description. I'll do that after stop the amendments and your doctor is a liar.com. But oh, let me, no, let me, no, forget about your doctor is a liar. Cause that's old news. That's all about cholesterol. Yeah, but it's um, fun. What are the, what are the links? Um, Hit me with some links. I got my, your sub stack on there. Obviously my, my favorite, my favorite is from September. Okay. Um, screw the who.com screw the who.com um, folks. What Man. you will find, what you will find on screw the who.com is back in September. We got, I don't know, three, 400 people to be the media, right? They took their phone, camera, whatever, Mm -hmm. and recorded themselves giving their personal opinion about, back then it was about the pandemic treaty. There you go. Screw the who. If you scroll down, tell me when you hit bottom. Um, It's just video after video after video from regular everyday people and a couple of people that you might recognize their faces. Um, they just expressed their opinion about the proposed pandemic treaty. And I encourage everyone to do the same about um, what's going on here with the uh, amendments to the international health regulations. Dude, I love People- that. I, I love what you're doing here. So you you, you do a Substack post and then you buy a URL, direct redirect. There you That's go. Genius. It's easy, easy to remember. Genius, and so, man. um, you ought to be you ought to be able to remember screw the who yeah. com. Um, but I've got leave the who.com and leave the who.org and stop the who and exit the who and the people's amendments.com and the people's treaty.com. It all just takes you to various information. Whoa, and um love to see people getting informed, having having an opinion that is your own opinion, and becoming the media you know you are media right mm-hmm. you you are you have become yeah. media right yeah it's not Watch a bad out. thing it's not a bad oh. thing if you're doing good things with it i love it forget the mainstream media and um if alternative media is busy doing something else right record what you want to say and send it to someone like you and say hey how come you're not covering this mm-hmm. this is important what are you doing Right. Yeah. And um, it's it's fun and it's important, but I'm actually, you know, very, very optimistic. I plan on living for another hundred years. I don't have any plans. I don't have any plans on dying. I'm not planning my death. Okay. And so um, I don't want to live in that world that they're planning. And so I'm doing everything I can to just can't can't do it by myself. And so, you know, the more people that know about it, um, the better our chances. Yeah, man. And I want to end it on that note. I was going to go back down into the rabbit hole and go to some darker aspects of this, but I feel like that's, that's where it's at, man. Like I, I have so much hope and faith in, in humanity and the awakening that's happening and, and with people like you just pounding out these resources and providing this critical, crucial information, you know, this is, that's what we need to focus on. You know what I mean? There is a solution. Um, there is a way any, out. Any and all of my work, please steal it. Please copy yeah. it. Please repost it. Put it on your channel. Do whatever you want with it. I have no copyright, nothing. I mean, it's not about that. Yeah. But I mean, I'd be honored if you took any of it and did whatever it is you want to do with it. Yeah. Please. That's amazing. Uh, That's you. such a great philosophy to do. And you guys, I know that Substack has, you know, it, it's a subscription-based pat- platform. So if you get any value out of what James is doing, please, you know, support him through there, through that platform, you know, and that there's yeah. a way to do that. You can, you you know, can, just, you can, re- you can read it all for free. I don't yeah. put anything at yep. all behind a paywall. And yeah. so um, the, the, the best thing to do is find some aspect of it that you find compelling, whatever it may be, and share it. Yeah. 
That's what it's all about. Just share it. And one of the things that we did over at the T-Lab Substack is there's a thing where people sign up where it has like recommended T-Lab or recommended Substack right, channels. Yeah. And we put yours right on there. So as people sign up for ours, they're going to get a little, hey, you want to sign up for this one too? And yours is on the list right there next to McCullough and Kirsch and a couple other folks. So so, uh, so we, we're trying to help you out that way too. And while we were sitting here, I made a tweet. I tweeted out your 100 reasons. So I hope folks share that as well and get that information out there. And uh, yeah, man, I, I have faith. I have hope. And, like, and, you know, and let me and let me say something that I may regret, but I don't think so. Go um, for it. I um, had someone ask me a number of years ago and we were talking and I said, you know, a good day is when I learn something new. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm digging all the time. So I'm always learning something. But a great day is when somebody says, Jim, that thing over there, you're wrong about that. Right. And mm. so by all means, if you're going through anything I've ever done and you go, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's correct. Right. If you, if you show me the evidence that I'm wrong, you will be my best friend. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not about being right. It's not about, uh, right it's, or wrong it's about, it's about getting it's about getting it right not yeah, the being truth right. yeah to being right exactly that's what i'm trying to say yeah it's not like yeah. being right it's about what's the truth you know this is like classical like classic you know philosoph- philosophical debate all was driving towards the truth it's like who cares about who's right or wrong it's all about the truth let's get closer to the truth if you prove me wrong with you know oh, you're evidence, my best buddy yeah then, then buddy. we're moving closer to the truth together like yeah. it's a journey and, it, and it's a journey we can all take together so did I get your last name right? Raguski? R- How do you pronounce your last you know, name? You know, I grew up um, uh, with the nickname Goose because a lot of people said Raguski, Raguski, yeah. Raguski. Just call me Jim. Jim. All right. Jim Substack. James <laughs> Substack.com. It's in the description, you guys. I was going to put a bunch of URLs, but it sounds like he's got more URLs than I have characters to put. Most, in most people can remember. Up. Most people can remember. Screw the who. Screw the who.com. Okay, guys, screw the WHO, screw the who.com, which will take you to an article on his Substack, which you can then find the rest of the articles posted on there. Okay. Well, Jim, we can, you know, if you have anything you ever want to cover again, just shoot, shoot me a text and we'll have you back on the show anytime. If there's any, hey, you know, um, stuff and you, you got my stuff that, you know, yep. steal it all, steal it oh. all. Just take it and do whatever you want to do with it. I love it. Call me up if it. you want to talk anytime. Okay. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Remember no fear, just crushing in 2023. That's it. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Awesome.